podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. Hello, good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav, that's Keith, that's Shawnee. It's no transfer knowledge show for a... What night is it, Keith? Wednesday. Wednesday night, Wednesday night, Wednesday night. Um, show is brought to you by bookmakers.com. Link is in the description if you want to go and check out their website for all the analysis and articles and all the sorts of comparisons. Um, and if you gamble, please do so responsibly because in there you do have all the odds on all the sports from all the bookmakers. But check them out because it's a good website overall. Um, transfer stuff. Um, it's starting to heat up. And by heat up, I mean just names being linked absolutely everywhere. Nothing has happened. But we, like we do on this show all the time, we're going to go through the names, what we think of the player, what we think might happen with them. And just like disclaimer, we don't pretend to know anything about inside knowledge and transfers. We just like to talk about them and give our views. Um, if you're here, and there's loads of you here already, hit the like button. It's very easy to do. You do it right now. Subscribe if you haven't already. And if you if you subscribe, hit the bell icon as well. So every time we go live, you know about it. Keith, how are you? I'm grand, Gav. I'm grand. How are you? Forget I'm, about I'm, 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 I'm at 88%, I'd say. Yeah, I'm about yeah. 23. So are you? Are you that I, bad? Yeah, I'm not a fucking not young man anymore, Gavin. You know, I'm telling everyone you're 28 all weekend, but anyway. I know, um, yeah, that's just the force line of madness. I think we should have <laughs> cut down. I'm at about 88%. Keith at 23. Shani, you had a big sleep last night. I reckon you're nearly back to full fitness. 100%. Are you? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'm on there on the plane on the way back. Yeah. It's good to go. <laughs> Everyone saying I'm shrunk and I'm the next James Bond. There's so much going on here in the chat. It's absolutely mental. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, transfers. We might get into the weekend a little bit later on because people have been asked about it. But uh, R.I.P. Tina Tornas says Olivier. Of course, Tina Tornas died today at the age of 83. Maybe keep my singles out with a bit of Tina Tornas later. You never know. Um, if he was if he was at forty one or forty two percent, he may sing you out. But we we'll see how it goes between now and possibly eleven o'clock. Um, I want to start with Mason Mount. Mason Mount um, linked away from Chelsea. Talks that he hasn't. He's not in, not really interested in signing a deal at Chelsea because he doesn't know what's going on there. I don't think it's down to money. I think it might be the contract term and just where the club is going and where do you see him fitting in because he hasn't played an awful lot of football for Chelsea starting anyway in the last six months or so but it's it's, it's bananas over at Chelsea at the moment but he's been linked with Liverpool um, over the last little while some of it strongly some of it you go nah, I'm not too sure 
Um, a lot's come out today, though, um, or a lot has been speculated on today that, you know, Chelsea are looking for £80 million for him, which is, to me, insane. Um, I've seen others suggest that Manchester United is where he's leaning towards if he was to leave Chelsea. Shawnee, Mason Mount, we've discussed him loads. We think he's a really, really good player. Um, does it feel like you, like, this is starting to move on Mason Mount, or is it just, this is only the beginning where there's just, Clothes being thrown around, figures being thrown around, and someone might hit the right right number at some stage. <clears throat> Mason Mount's a weird one. I, I I think it's mad that Chelsea are trying to like make power plays in this one when they've literally no power because they're up against a bit of a deadline in terms of the money amount of money that they need to make by a certain stage. And yeah, obviously they have a few assets they can move on, but. Mount is one where he's gone into the last year of his contract and it doesn't look like he's going to sign a new one. So, um, like, Mount, oh, don't get me wrong, I think Mount's a very good player, but one of the attractive things about the Mount deal is that it might be something that could be potentially low cost and done at a decent fee because he's a 25-year-old England international who was sort of like a stalwart of that Chelsea team who looked like they were going places, obviously won the Champions League. But, if the touted free is anywhere near what it's going to go for, then I kind of think it negates the idea of um of it being a good deal because he's not going to get he's not going to be on um buttons either. He's gonna he's gonna command a high wage. So maybe it's Chelsea trying to get the ball rolling on that side um of things. But I don't know whether they're going to get a bidding war that that they want because just. I could see him going to Liverpool, I could see him going to United and I could see him going to Arsenal. But I could easily see Arsenal and both Arsenal and Liverpool just going, all right now, we're not really that bothered. But yeah, I mean, we'll move on. So, um, it's hard to know, but it looks like the wheels are starting to turn on it. But I don't think we'll be anywhere near it if the reported fee is um, is is even anywhere near what, what it's going to go for because you're looking at a fella who was in the last year of his deal. He was our favour at Chelsea. Let's fucking... Let's get it right. He's, he's our favour. He hasn't featured much. I know he's been out recently with injury. So, look, I like Mount. I think he's a very good player. He's still with the, the club style. I think he improves us. No, no doubt about it. But I won't be losing sleep if, if, if we lose out on him. That's, that's for saying. Um, a, a lot of people in the chat don't want Mason Mount. You know they're saying like if he goes, he, if he doesn't come to Liverpool, I'm not really bothered. Um, uh, Brakazian three, and I hope I've said your name right. He says uh, people trying to use LSE with the Mount situation. Um, there's a couple in there as well are saying like, and I, I, I can't I can't believe we're starting this this early by basically saying look, um, if he goes to United, that's one of our top targets not secure due to lack of money and stuff like that. Like, lads, can we please leave it till the fucking window opens and see what Liverpool does? Like, I, I, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, Jono says, months ago we were sort of told our two top targets were Mount and Jude. Now it looks like we miss out on both due to money. That that has me concerned considering how big the summer is meant to be. Like, nothing has happened with Mason Mount. Like, and th- th- this is what I'm saying. Like, like put it this way. Does anybody think Mason Mount with a year left in his day is worth 80 million quid? No. no. Right? But 
what happens if, if United go and pay 80 million for Mason Mount? Are we meant to turn around and go, oh, Liverpool again, for fuck's sake, not spending 80 million on Mason Mount? Do you know what I mean? Like, just give it a while, lads. Let, let us see what happens. And by all means, like, if Liverpool don't sign the players and, and spend the money that we, we all agree that they should spend, but, but by all means, then we go bleeding rasher about it. But, like, genuinely, Mason Mount has been touted to Liverpool in so many different ways over the last month. And now one thing comes out from the biggest fucking one of the biggest flip floppers of them all, um, and all of a sudden all Liverpool are getting but paid. You know everyone's paying more than Liverpool again. Just let it go for a bit and see how we get on. Um, Keith Mason Mount, where do you stand on? Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I really like him, and I go against a lot of people in the chat. I really really like him because he's a hybrid of midfield and forward, and I think he he, he does a good job there. Um, 40 to 45 million I think even with a year left in his contract because they do have an option for another year but or he has an option for another year in Chelsea and he hasn't extended it um, you know or he wanted them to extend for another year I think he's a really really good option for Liverpool at that price range and the, you know he's 24 he's English he, the experience he has but like you can't be going 60 million quid on Mason Mount with a year left in his deal Keith you know what I mean no. he's not it's not like he's a fucking you know, world-class player. I wouldn't go over 40 on Mason Mount, and we've said that on shows previously, and I'm a huge fan of Mason Mount. I echo everything really that Sean, you said there. Um, Mount is a good player. He's certainly not as bad as as people in the chat and on Twitter are making him out to be like we dodged the bullet. Mason Mount, I think, would be tailor-made for the Jürgen Klopp team. I think he's the type of player that um, would go in there and could, you know, be the... They conjure with the link at defence or the midfield, even to the attack, and he'd be an attacking midfield player. But I don't know, and look, I may be wrong, but I don't know how, how strongly linked we are with Mason Mount. Um, because I think if we, we'll talk about McAllister in a while. I don't know, you know, if you buy a McAllister, and we don't know if we're going to get McAllister either, but McAllister Mount. And then if you think of the likes of Curtis Jones, who's played his way back into contention there, they're not all the same player. They're all actually different, but they'd all be operating in the same areas. And I don't know, maybe people have changed what they're looking for this summer. But to me, if the if there is any um, validity to him wanting to go to Manchester United, I'd love to see the figures that are coming out because they're idiots. They will pay 80 million for a Mason Mount. And I think they will offer mad money. And if that's the case, well, so be it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want Liverpool going over 40 million for Mason Mount. I wouldn't want them going and putting them anywhere near their highest earning. Although Salah is way ahead of the rest. I wouldn't even want them going ahead of Virgil or anything like that because he hasn't done anything to warrant that. And I'd be very sceptical. When people get annoyed about that. It's like, oh, it's not your money. It's not your money. That doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't matter if it's not your money. If you set a precedent to giving players like that anything over 200 grand a week, look at the Saka deal. I'll be watching that with interest as well, the, the amount of money that lads after getting at Arsenal. I would be very, very dubious um, if there was, yet, it seems reports of 300,000 a week for Manchester yeah. United for Mason. Well, John Culler, says he, John Culler says he wants 250 grand a week and I would think, think champions, and he would think Champions League football I think we can get as good as we as good as for a lot cheaper. I think it was on Conway asked, is it not a bit worrying that he'd rather play for United than Liverpool? 
nobody knows that he'd rather play for me United yeah. Liverpool. Like let's let's get with the schedule here. Do you know what I mean? Like this could be a case of Liverpool wanting him. Like you can throw this any angle, can't you, Keith? You can literally you can turn this and manipulate whatever you want. You could basically say Liverpool are signing for forty five million. He wants to go to Liverpool, and Chelsea are going to throw eighty five million out there and throw in Lamy like United at it and see if Liverpool come up a bit higher. You can manipulate this any way you want, can't you? Exactly. Like it's to a bidding war where there's, as Shawnee said, Chelsea don't exactly have any power to force anything with this deal and. You know, getting who was it that Ornstein was it that started about this Mason Mount? <coughs> um, yeah, and people take and look, Ornstein gets a lot of stuff right, we know that, but he gets a lot of stuff wrong as well. And I would literally be just holding fire on this and waiting to see because Mason Mount choosing Manchester United could be because Liverpool have killed off him. You know, we, we just don't know, we don't know what the story is there. So I wouldn't be too worried. I like Mason Mount. I really like him. I think he's an excellent player. I think he would be um, excellent for us. But I'm not going to lose too much sleep if we don't get him because I think there are better players out there than him. And whoever we get, I trust, will will do the job that we need. Um, I wouldn't lose. Uh, I wouldn't lose sleep if I in Liverpool make the right signings. But I think if yeah. Liverpool don't make the right signings, you'd be looking at Mason Mount. I'm not. Look, he's not going for anywhere near 85 million. Like, if anyone, the, the, even Manchester United aren't stupid enough to go out and bid 85 million for Mason Mount. They just aren't. They paid Do you know what I mean? For Do you know what I mean? I know. he's paid absolute bananas. He is, <coughs> he is bananas. But I, don't, but I don't believe that figure, Shawnee. Like, I don't believe that figure. Like, who in the world of football is leaving any club for 85 million quid with a year left in the deal? That's so, like, I just, I think. Transfer fees are completely superficial in this day and age. I don't know where the fucking market is. These are basing the fees based on the market that they fucking ruined by their business in the last window. So, in what world is Mason Mount? Mason Mount with two years on his deal is not worth 85 million. Yeah. He's That's a good true. player. Mason Mount with a three year deal isn't worth that. He's a very good player, Mount. but it, it, where is the benchmark? Like, That's the thing. Well, people say people say the people say the English tax, Johnny. But but like at the end of the day, Chelsea have a player with a year left in his deal that they're not fucking that they're not playing. By the way, they're they're shy and they're not playing him and they're turning around the end of the season. We barely played him, but we want eighty million for him. It's madness. I'd buy Gibbs White and I'd buy Ramsey before I spent all the money on him because they'd be cheaper deals. Yeah, they'd be cheaper deals because. Mount is not Mount is not gonna get take any less than a hundred and eighty grand a week. It's as simple but as that. I think, but I, like I, that. think I think He's Mason Mount I think Mason Mount at forty five million on two hundred no, grand a week. No, forty five no, million right. two hundred grand a week is is for a twenty four year old, I think is is absolutely fine. Yeah, no, but in today's world of football it is two hundred grand a week. Two hundred grand a week. Yeah, I think he would look for that. He would you give it to him? Yeah. No, we can go. No, no chance. You're giving Naby no Keita. You're giving Oxley Chamberlain 140. Yeah, and they weren't worth it. So what are we going to give him? I know, but this fella will be on the pitch. He'll be playing football. No. He's, you know he's injury prone as well. Uh, he, he, look, I think Chelsea have fucked him around this season. I just can't get the... Uh, like, I can't get around the oh, fact that... 
40, 45 million and 200 grand a week is a fucking colossal deal for a fella with one year in his contract. Yeah, Let's I understand. Well, the, 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 wages, the wages stuff is what you think he's worth. The 45 million is, is like the situation. Do you know what I mean? But I agree with you. I think it makes him out with, even if he signs an extension and at two years, I think 45 is around right. Do you know what I mean? No, you got to be clever and you got to be better than that. And that's, that's, it's the, if if they, they had, I know I'm being hypothetical there, but I wouldn't be going near them for that amount of money because you can do so much better with, 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 because we're not walking with, we, like I said, we're not walking with much here. Let's be honest. You, you are convinced that we're going to spend fucking 200 million. Next uh, or whatever the outlay is going to be. If you're giving up 40 million and 200 grand a week to, to Mason Mount, or you're not doing it right. In my, that's just my opinion. Yeah, like but, said, but it all depends if it, It's an opportunity there to get. If you're giving them fucking 200 grand a week and you're getting them for 40 million, then it's a different story. Mm. Yeah, well, it, that's I, fact that, yeah, that's, that's, that's a fair point. In. Yeah, that's a fair yeah, to... in. But you need yeah. to realise that if he's signing as well, he's getting a signing on bounce as well. Mm. Yeah. Like, you need the box clever. Yeah, Mason Mount think... only, only made sense at a low fee. It never made sense at a high but what's fee. what's a low fee, Keith? But a year left on his contract at 30 to 35 would be what you'd be looking at. So I'm not really arguing over much if it was 40. It's the wages, but the wages are what adds up. If you're talking the difference between, you know, let's say 130, 140 grand a week and 210, you know, you're talking 70 grand a week. It's You'd get Cuisado for less money than that. Mm. You'd get McAllister for less than that. You'd get Jacob Ramsey for less than that. Morgan Gibbs Roy, as Sean, you said, you'd get for less than that. Yeah, you I'm Romeo Lavi, you get for less than that. James Ward Prowse, exactly. you get for less than that. Yeah, maybe exactly. so, but I think, I think, the, I think, the, I think the thing that stands out for him is, is for Mason Mount, for me anyway, is the way he can play multiple positions. He can play in the midfield three, he can play up front, he can play off the, you know, he can play in a 10, he can play wide. Now, having said that, I'm kind of being hypocritical myself because I don't want that this summer. I want players to be going to go, he's fucking playing there. And that's it. Do you know what I mean? So that's maybe being a bit hypocritical for myself. I just like him as a player. But and I'd be good if we don't get him once, you know, especially if we if our other signs aren't right. But you've you've thrown up loads of names there that yeah, you could make the argument against. Um moving away that's from just the... off the top of the head, Gav. There's just yeah. loads we could go through there. Do you know what I mean? And I just want to say I'm not saying oh, two weeks ago you were saying you wanted Mason Mel. No, we don't want Mason Mel because he's linked with Manchester United. It's not that, it's just the money. It's if you don't have a bottomless pit, you're not gonna for waste me. it all. But when we were talking about that. Mason Mount two weeks ago, how much were we talking about? Me. Oh, I always thought yeah, that's the thing. 40 million mm. safe there. Okay. That's what I thought. That's that was my thinking. And, uh, and that's <coughs> why Mason Mount at the right price is a no brainer. Mm. But it just it's two sides of the same coin. If you pay a little bit over, it actually negates the the, the positives of the deal for me. Yeah. Because 100%. if you're paying fifty million for a fella, for example, I'd imagine that he's going to cost United 50 million. I reckon it's going to be 50 million pounds that they'll pay for him. And he'll get about 220, 250 grand a week off then. That's a poxy deal. That's a terrible deal, in my opinion. And we could do way better that, 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 just for that amount. So we will need to get maximum return out of every penny we spend. And I wouldn't be gambling on milk at that money. It just mm. it, it made so much sense at a lower rate because there's a year left on this deal. 
I, I'd be just letting that run. It, the thing is, people saying, oh, uh, fucking Einstein saying, Champions League already coming back to bite us. Look, if a fella wants to play Champions League and he doesn't want to play for us, fair enough. I, yeah. I actually think the Champions League thing kind of it sorts out issues for you at the end of the day because I only want fucking players who want to, who want to yeah. come and play for Liverpool and they yeah. have the right to play in the Champions League. The way Mane did, I know he came to Southampton, but I still see Liverpool as uh, not not a stepping stone. It's still a destination under Jurgen Klopp with the players we've had. We've put a good run together at the back end of this season. So much show that you think, right, two or three out three or four bodies in there and we're good to go again. That's that's the type of players you want to be tapping into. You don't want to be fucking getting torn away from lads because they're not going to, they might miss a season out in the Champions League. Go mm. and play Champions League for United anyway. They're not going to win it. That's the yeah. way I look at it. Yeah, um, and could be out of the next season as well. Like, it's so short-sighted. It doesn't make any sense. G10 would love, and I pronounce that key to it because you know that fella's name. Shabazz Lloyd. Okay, um, but truth be told, I uh, don't know where he'd fit in their system. Um, and he also says championship teams are spending 25 to 30 million on players now. Next October, we'll have more reports how well, well run the club is. G10, listen, go and have a fucking lie down, will you? Like, seriously, I don't know how you're gonna fucking do this right through to August. Like, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's I, I'm, be a tired, I'm tired thinking about how you're gonna get through this, to be honest with you. Um, moving, moving away from. Moving away from midfield for a for a sec, right? Um centre back. Been a couple of things. And when we were away over the weekend, um the Crystal Palace centre back name came up. Now I'm gonna be honest, none of us were reading anything over the weekend. But we just happened to come across this and someone in, around the table having a drink mentioned them. Um and the centre half stuff come up again. So Keith, the two I've seen, three, sorry, uh Yuri and Timber, all right. Um, how do you pronounce your man's name at Palace? Because I want to say Gwehi, is it? Um, him, and then this fella can that can run like the fastest I've ever seen a footballer run in my life. Um, who's he? What's his name? Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, what's his real name, Keith? Mickey Van der Ven. Mickey Van der Ven. So centre back seems to have thrown itself up a little bit here as well. All right, now. There was reports then yesterday that Liverpool may be looking to move John Matip on, right? Now, Jurian Timber came around a good bit and people are like, not big enough, Does is he good enough in the air? He's quick. He, he's definitely played on the right side of a um, three-man defence and stuff like that. We all we all kind of, when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Keith, that centre-back would come into the reckoning because um, you remember, um, um, what was your fella's name that was linked to us in China? He didn't like and him. He's still linked. Yeah, and Dick and Evolix, right? Um, where, do you, where do you stand in this centre-half stuff? Because I thought the, the, the lad off Palace made sense. Again, if it frees up a home-ground spot if you bring him in. There was talk of 50 million, which seems a bit mad. But where do you stand on the, on the centre-half stuff? Anything in the matter stuff? Uh, I, I think there has to be some. I think Jürgen Klopp did say, didn't he, that there would be, you know, apart from goalkeeper, they're looking at players in every position. So... Mm. The thing that I find with the centre backs and I think put in the group today is if we don't bring in a if we don't bring in a younger centre back this summer, then we have a big job to do next summer. Right. So we're looking at then replacing Joe Matip and probably Joe Gomez because I think Joe Gomez's time is running out unless he can find some form of form. 
right? Some type of form and consistency, which I don't know where he's going to get. So you bring in Ibu Kanate, and <coughs> it's not the finished article, but potentially you can see what you're going to get out of Ibu. And I think you need to get in this summer. I think at the very least you have to get another centre back that's under 24, maybe that can go in there or can do a job for you. Maybe not as a, a, a straight off starter, but that can come in and and can relieve. Um, if it's Van Dijk and if it's Kanate, they can come in and you're, there's not a big drop off. Unfortunately for Matip, he has had a drop off this season. Um, it probably does make sense to cash in on him in the sense that if we have to move players on, Gomez still says English, you know, he still has the English tax, still um, a homegrown player. So it would probably make sense why he wanted the Matip is the fall guy. But I do think Liverpool maybe have to start looking to move on players and bringing the age profile down. Um, there's other players linked. Levi Caldwell's getting linked an awful lot as well. Um, who else? And Dickett is back on the table. So it'll be interesting to see if they do. Well, he's a good player. He's, he's, he's a good, quick player. But 50 million is a bit crazy. You know, look, not a lot of people rate Jorian Timber. He's too small. Everyone's saying it in the chat. He is small. <laughs> he is small. Lissandro Martin is a small. You know, there's other small centre-backs out there. But the thing where I think Tim or the appeal there is he can do right back. And Kev is adamant that you don't really get. Kev O'Sullivan's adamant. You don't really get him as a, a right-sided back three centre-back. And maybe that's the case. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that is the case. But... I just think there will be movement there. Who it'll be, it could be Endic. I wouldn't Endic and me bollocks. I don't mind them. If I, if it's him, it's him. Because the thing about Endic, and I don't know about the others, how they profile Endic is left footed. You know, you could slide him in as a back three on the left side. You know, if you're playing Trent in the midfield, there's loads of different things you can do. But I just think that there will be a centre back coming in. Uh, who it'll be, I don't know. The Timber one would make more sense than the probably the Guehi one for me, just because of the price. But then this Mickey Van de Ven, don't know the fella. Seen a clip of him running like Blade and Usain Bolt on I've never seen that like. And I think Shawnee might have said, is that on fast forward? It was, looked um, like he, someone pressed the square remote twice. Yeah. And he just fucking hurtled down the pitch. But he's six foot four. He's not a little fella. Do you know what I mean? He's a big, mm. he's a big young at that. But fella, apparently, so. apparently, not that good in the air at six foot four. Yeah. Um, John reckons we do get Yuri and Timber. He doesn't feel height is that important in this new system. Speed and versatility is more important. Um, I think you're probably looking at left side. It's something done on left side. But Shani, um, Levi Caldwell from uh, who's on loan at Brighton from Chelsea is being mentioned. You're a big fan of him. Um, do they buy a centre back for centre back sake? i.e. a straight swap with Matip, or do they buy a centre-back with the idea that he can play either, I think it's left-hand side, because I think Trent will still start right back and move in where he is. What way, do they just go like for like, or are they looking at something to, you know, play a, a range of kind of systems at the back there? Well, I don't think they'll hamstring themselves by signing someone who's only able to do one job. I think yeah. they're going to look at someone who's quite versatile like probably like and uh, people won't like hearing this but like an upgraded like uh, Seb van der Berg sort of player who's comfortable to play a fullback and is comfortable to go to go in at centre half so that's the sort of player that clubs going to be looking for and um, I know people people are crying out for a left sided centre back but 
it's hard to know really because he's kind of been deploying Robinson. I don't. I'd never felt it's been a back three anyway because our possession, it's more or less a back four. It's just mm. when we're getting broke on, it's going down the, it's going down Canate's side, and he's kind of having to go out there and defend. Yeah. But I don't ever see it as sort of like a, a back three, so to speak, because. Trent is kind of only going where the space is, you know, and it's it's tended to be in the middle. So, um, I don't know what they're gonna do because it, it's it's obvious we need one, but um, I think there's talk that Simicaz could leave and Matip could leave, and if a voider those were to happen, then you'd have to look at at, at doing something. And I really like the look of the lad from uh, Boy I Live Accusing. Yeah, Hinsa, I think it's Cape. Yeah. yeah, I think he's really good. I think any time I've seen the few times I've seen him, he's been really good and he's versatile. Yeah. He's aggressive uh, and he's sort of a Swiss Army knife in a way that he can he could play left sided centre back comfortably or, or, or be a left full out and out. So he's one I keep an eye on. Um, I, I don't know. The indicative bollocks thing just kind of roll off the tongue at the time, but I don't know. I'm not yeah. convinced by him. I don't, I don't think he's, oh, like, is he any better than Joe Gomez? If I'm being honest, Joe Gomez picks up a bit of, of uh, form, which I wouldn't write off either. You know what I mean? So, it's 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 hard to it's hard to know what they're going to do, but I do think that they're going to need someone who's versatile anyway. Um, I know you said like, Emmett said it and yourself said it in chat. Walker Peters is a great shout in terms of covering both right full and left full. Mm. So, look, I don't really know, Gav. The, the, like, the thing that troubles me is that like we always just, for whatever you can say about us not getting the requisite amount of business done, when we do do the business, it seems to be done kind of sharp and out on that way. For example, I think Gagba was announced on the twenty sixth, was it Stevens's day? Am I right yeah, saying was, that? Yeah, it was like it was a bit like Van Dyke. It was a couple of days before the window yeah, yeah. opened, yeah. Yeah, it was and I, I, there's gonna be at least there's going to be at least one of them in this window. You know what I mean? Like and Liverpool, everyone knows Liverpool are in the market. So even if there's players were not linked it, they're gonna work a name's gonna be used to drum up interest by agents and, and clubs. That's just the way it's going to be because we are Sam, in the market, but like Sam Tandis is Bella Kotchap. We never mentioned him. Yeah, yeah well, he's he's, he's, he's looked really good whenever I've seen him. Like he, he looks really, really reported good fee of whenever. seventeen million as well. For who Bella Kotchap. Yeah, again, yeah. and it, and that's about being clever. Like, you know, but I I think Kim and Jay from Napoli I, I believe he has a, a buyout clause for the month of July that we could definitely afford. Now, obviously, we're not going to be the only team, but it's worth throwing their name in the hat for him because I do think he's good. Now, he's not the youngest. He's not like this button. He's not this button centre-back who's like just bursts onto the scene. He's quite experienced. He's had a really good season at Napoli, but he looks the business is sort of different to the centre-halves that we have. But Bella Kotchap would be... I think will be a great sign, and I think that will be fucking finger on the pulse and getting it done. But I don't give a bollocks that he's gotten relegated. It means fuck all to me because no. I do believe that when you put, if you put quality players in better teams, they improve. We only have to look at Genie Wijnaldum and Andy Robinson yeah. for um, for examples. You know, I, I think Bella Kotchap has literally every attribute needed to become a top centre back. 
and uh, I think some that we then would would be a massive improvement to our squad and you can go in and can learn from Virgil van Dijk. I know I, I seen him on the Saturday social on Sky talking about how much he looks up to Virgil. So I do hope that's something that we're looking into um, because he's one that, again, I think Liverpool are going to have to get clever and creative this year with, with, with our signings and I think that will be a start of yeah, picking up someone like Bella Kacha. It's, um, oh, personally what I do... I could actually see a situation where Mata Bargomez don't go and they actually it could be Simicast that they do something with and they bring in a player that could play centre-back and left-back with the idea that maybe they could, you know, bring this fella in, he could play in a tree, gives Robertson a bit more rest because Robertson always goes through a patch in the season where he looks fucked and I'm not surprised he's, he's, he's running since about 2017. Um, and then you could actually look at saying right if Matt Bergomez was going the following year that fella that you brought in is actually the centre back that's going to replace them and you look at a left back cover then if you wanted to I think that's a more that's probably a more sensible route to go down but there's talk about Matt going um, if you're going to do that you're, you're still probably leaving yourself and saying you, you have to it has to be a left sided one if you're going to do it because it just gives you way more options if you want to do that three at the back kind of hybrid, even though I agree with you, it's a four. But if you want didn't want to play Robertson and play that kind of left sided centre back, who's comfortable at left back, it helps you in and out possession. But I wouldn't like really Andy Robertson yet. I've seen things like Real Madrid want to sign him and stuff like that. I wouldn't be selling Andy Robertson, not a fucking chance. No. People um, marching him out the door for Yeah, no, I know, I know, but that's the way the world works. You link yeah. him with Real Madrid and people are like, oh yeah, just sell him. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking grand. Like, it means we might get something else in. Um, One of the keys on that. Gonna, we could, yeah, we could touch on it. I'm not. I'm to be honest with you. I'm not being edgy here. I think in another summer where Liverpool didn't have fucking loads of work to do, I think it should be definitely something to to consider. That's being deadly honest with you. Okay, because, so if you, but if you, but if you sell, but, but we're in this summer. You sell Andy not, Robertson yeah, but this that's what I'm saying. Not now, not now. There's way too much to be doing to be losing someone like Andy Robertson. But say if you're yeah, a, if, you, a if you're set, well. if you're set up and you have the right amount of players in your team, and say for example, we were looking at a summer. I'm being completely hypothetical here because that's what these shows are. Say it's a summer where we only needed to bring in one midfielder, and you had Madrid coming in, going, "Here's X amount for Andy Robertson." Now again. I'm, I'm talking about this in the same thing that we spoke about Jota a few months ago. If the price is right, it's definitely something you can consider because Robertson is 29 now and he's getting to the stage where he will be on the wane. Now, he's always fit. I know that. I know that. But Bill Shankly always says, it's better to let a player's legs go at another club than at your club. Mm. And I think it would be something definitely to consider. But the only thing is, I think it's just way fucking more there's too, there's too much to do now at the moment. And if yeah. you don't want to be losing the likes of a Bobby and a Milner and a Robertson in the same window because it's not just the impact it has on the pitch. They're three massive characters in a dressing room. So it shouldn't be entertained now, but in another window and in, in, in an alternative reality, it, it's definitely something that would be considered. But it's just fucking... There's way too much to be, to yeah. be down now to be left. If you had a player in the wings that you feel could step in and do it, 
you'd be like, okay, we consider because we're going down the same road now. Next season, Robertson is going to be what thirty? How old is he? It's twenty nine. Twenty nine. Thirty next season. Virgil will be that age. You know, they're all getting older, and you have to look at bringing that age profile down. Now I know we tried it with Simicast, but while he started off well, I think Simicast does a huge drop off there, and you wouldn't be selling Andy Robertson and keeping Costa Simicast under any. any but that's game. but that's why I go back to that's why I go back to signing someone this summer that's left sided that's comfortable at left back because I think part of the problem with Robertson is at times during the season is they just didn't trust Simicast in especially going through bad periods to go in and look after something for a game or two Yeah. and like I said if you bring a fella in that's say you bring in a, a Hincape right and he can play centre back and he can play left back so he's an option on both ways right you do that for a year and then say Matip goes you, Hincape then becomes a centre back but in but you bring in a really I would be spending money on a really good backup <laughs> left back to say this right well Robertson might be coming near the end of 32 this guy is going to be in a bit like if when you go back and look at Ramsey coming in if Trent is was eventually into midfield because I think Ramsey's a fantastic looking player he's just he's bad he's been unlucky with injuries that's where I think you can you can actually cover one or two positions and forward plan a little bit for left back because it's going to come left back's going to become an issue centre back mid- midfield isn't going to get cleaned up this year it's going to go on until next year do you know what I mean and then you are into territories of Salah and his age and stuff like that Does it, it's an ongoing process it always is um, let's go back and look at um, Alexis McAllister heavily linked with Liverpool again um, reports everywhere that a deal is very close to being done um, Liverpool have agreed to feed, you know, terms with him um, and it's just now to get the final details in place for a transfer from Brighton of course when this happens like fucking <coughs> like shit sh- falls on a shovel um, you know Man City are linked and someone else is linked and Manchester. you know that's the way the world works but um, where are you on uh, Keith sorry where are you on um, Alexis McAllister at the moment and I have a couple more players I want to ask his opinions on as well when we, when we move on. But where are you on this one? Listen, no surprise to fucking anybody that I'm all over this one. Um, I think McAllister was a perfect player for us in the sense, like I said about what Mason Mount does, about moving between the uh, the midfield, the, the attack and bridging the gap. I think McAllister does that, but I think he can play holding as well. I think he, he can play sort of anywhere. He's so tidy with the ball. He just gives me genuine Alden vibes in the sense that he will go in there and he'll just be a little metronome in your midfield that makes things work. So I take him in a fucking harpy. But I think we were speaking over the weekend and, and Sean, he was saying, you know, the reports, all the reports on this is coming from the Argentinian side. And it's all very, very concrete on that side. Now, whether that turns out to be true or not, with time will tell. But now you're getting a few coming in and backing her up on this side of the water as well, tentatively, do you know what I mean? So I'd be surprised if we don't get McAllister, but I would be all over him. I think he's going to be perfect, um, perfect for us. The price, people are worried about the price. I know I'm going to be a hypocrite and say, I'd pay 80 million for McAllister if it took 80 million 
60, I think, is a fair price. 60 to 60. 55 is the latest. Ray, yeah, see, there's Ray's so many prices getting bandied yeah. about. But I think you'd get him on much lower wage, you know, and I think he's he's a player that's on the up, whereas Mason Mount has maybe stalled a bit due to injury and being out of form, you know what I mean? So for me, McAllister one makes much more sense. Um, be very interested to see it happening. Sean keeps saying, and we've said it before, that he doesn't see the big spend, and I would agree with him 100%. If it wasn't such a necessity this this summer, so I think we are going to. If for put it this way, Liverpool don't bring in the requisite quality of player and number of players to fix the issues in that squad, especially with the lads who are leaving. Them are in trouble, and I just think they've got your man Schmedeke or whatever. Is he sorted out? Yeah, is he confirmed? It looks like it's, it looks like it's more or less confirmed. Yeah. Yeah, so they have him in there, and as we, um, we've seen, it looks like there's a handover, but the transfer work is all done. You know, it'll be interesting to see. I think this deal is very, very far down the line, and I mm. expect them to announce for Liverpool after the end of the season. But, yeah, like, you know, Jonas is there for balance. We did get reports from the Uruguay side on Newgard, and that doesn't look like happening. But I'm going to be honest with you, lads. I believe fucking none of them. Until he until he signed for Liverpool. Honestly, I've got to that stage where I believe none of them because if you have the time, go back and look at all these people that report this and go back through their social media and their articles. And honestly, they contradict themselves on a fucking weekly and daily daily and weekly basis. Honest to God, it's actually staggering. And you know, they have they have they've bills to pay, so you know where they're coming from. But I just believe nobody until it fucking gets there. I think my take on McAllister is I think he's a perfect fit. I think he's a perfect fit for what we're looking to do. Um, he just, everything about him, I think is me. So I say that was a perfect fit as well. Yeah, but getting both of them out of that club this summer, I think is going to be difficult. What I think McAllister's jumped ahead of, so I say that in the potential to leave Brighton. You know, um, so it's, it's one of those. But Shawnee, McAllister, Believe it, don't believe it. There's shitload of reports um, that Liverpool are interested and it's close and stuff like that. You, if you want them over, if it's getting done, Sean, you want them over the line and you want them done quick. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're finding your belt, you'd be gone to see. Yeah. Simple as that. 100%. That's, uh, that, and it, that's the reality of it, unfortunately. But. I agree with what you said. I think he's a perfect player for Liverpool. I think he's still just perfect. Um, he's really good. He's one he'll get. I think what you're looking to improve your 11. He goes into Man City starting 11 next year. So that would tell you the quality that this fella has. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's... I don't know what more to say. Again, I think fees are, are superficial, but this fella hasn't only just signed the new deal. So it does make it a little bit more difficult. But I reckon you're getting your money's worth. You're paying up to 70 million for this fella because 70 million is probably the new 40 million, 40 million. I don't fucking know inflation. It's yeah. just, it's all gone mad. It's hard to see where bargains are to be got in these windows. If, if, if look at the fees that we're talking about earlier. But, Hopefully this is one just where it's a matter of time and there's not some fucking 11th hour gazumping by Man City. Um, so, yeah, I do think as soon as the football is tied up. Mm. Of course, they can't, they can't actually 
So in a player that yeah, but the window's not can, open. Yeah, you know what I mean? The season's can, still on. You can agree. You can agree. Days and a deal in principle. Yeah, yeah. Um, hundred percent. I just like I just the biggest compliment they're going to pay this fella is that he walks into CE's eleven next year. You know, and and it looks like he's gettable. So, but again, like. Who fucking knows, Gav? Because to yeah. be honest with you, if I'm being 100% honest, we've spent the last month doing, three months doing transfer shows where Joe Bellingham's a given. Yeah. And we didn't even fucking, we mm. were out. Oh, and, 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 then we've, and then we've apparently walked away from that, but like nothing's fucking happened with Joe Bellingham at all. Do you know yeah, what I mean? because it's not, again, it's a similar thing where it's like fucking Dortmund, Dortmund are trying to win a, a fucking Bundesliga title yeah. since, yeah. for the first time since Klopp left. So, yeah. They're not going to be fucking doing business now when yeah. our clubs like it, especially now with our best player. But well, that's what I'm trying to say to you. Who fucking knows? We we had this, we had this idea based on everything that we heard for the last fucking eighteen months that this is the player we are waiting for. And then before the shop even fucking opened, we turned around told him we weren't going. So hmm. I I don't know that that like. I get a bit sceptical even when we're fucking overly linked to players because it's not how we do business normally. Yeah. No, it's, it's usually, it's it's usually very quiet. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, look, um, hopefully McAllister is tied up soon as Brighton are done. Because hmm. I think that's the way it'll be. Paul Giovanni. If you read from, if you read from people who you'd consider somewhat reputable it, it does appear that there is sort of, sort of gentleman's agreement he has with Brighton that for a certain amount he can go you know so mm. let's see well, well Paul Paul um, Paul Giovanni says it looks like he was saying goodbyes after tonight's game and Zed Malik says he's definitely Mac- gone McAllister was in tears and clapping the crowd was deaf for a good boy a lot of people have mentioned Pep Guardiola in the chat tonight as well apparently he was punching the head off artificials but He'd be all right, the, you know. That, the fourth official was probably an Arsenal fan, so um, yeah. you know. See, before we move there. on, before we move on from the McAllister, I think one thing that's interesting with him, and it differs from a lot of other players while into it in midfield, certainly the likes of Mason Mount. When Liverpool signed Cody Gakpo and he starts settling into the team, one of the things that I think Pep Linders came out and Jurgen Klopp said was they were looking to get more shooting from from outside the box. So it was something that they were looking to, to improve on because we don't hit enough shots from distance. <clears throat> and Gakbo, one of his strengths is hitting from distance. We've seen some of his goals, you know, have been, you know, fired outside the box. Even against Villa, he has a pop forwarder um, from outside as well. So I think the McAllister one, everything, the profile of him, the type of player that can hit shots from distance, I think he would just be made for us. And that's, I think he's going to be the one. Someone mentioned Fabinho in the chat earlier that the day after the Champions League or a couple of days after we lost in Kiev wasn't it and he got announced mm. I expect McAllister to be one of them but I agree with Shawnee we never signed the ones the only ones you that you had a lot of sort of talk about was probably Thiago yeah but, but then when we signed him and then we are signing bleeding Jota the next time we're like what's going on here yeah Um. look it's we're going to do loads of these shows over the summer just the way it goes um, but one player that's come up in the chat the most tonight, I just want to ask you about, because we've, you know, even if you go and sign McAllister and say you sign Mount, you still need one more, in my opinion, right? 
Um, and <coughs> without trying to fit, fit them in with this player in with all these lads are supposedly linked. But this guy off Southampton, um, Levy, is it? Um, Shawnee. He's like people just rave about this fella, rave about him. Um, and he's he's. I'm I'm only asking this as one of the last questions because he's shown up the most, and I like to read. I like to ask you, you, um, based on what the viewers are saying. So, talk to me about this fella because is is this fella a bit of a wild card where you could bypass a mount or bypass a, a Ugarte or someone like that and go, you know what, he'd be absolutely outstanding. Yeah, he looks brilliant, Lavia. Similar to Bella Kachep, he has like all the tails. But the thing is, like, was signing the other fella, the centre back potentially as a backup, not an immediate starter. And I think the three midfielders that we should bring in, I think they should be going into the 11 mm-hmm. automatically. And I don't know whether this fella does that because me and Keith had a bit of a blow up after the whole. Bellingham thing where I was saying outside of Bellingham what what three players can you sign that are going to make your title challenges again yeah. now I really like the look of Lavia I do I even said it on show I, I said oh look it looks like City have a fucking boy back on him and next year ready I think. Made to go, yeah they'll have someone ready made to go in and, and just replace any one of the players that are leaving in the next few years but I want to see Liverpool being fucking serious in this market and going out and buying players that are going to make sure we're challenging again next year. I don't think this kid is it, personally. I think, how long is how long has Klopp got left in his deal? Yeah, three seasons. Yeah, Klopp hasn't got a lot of time to be fucking developing lads to be bringing them in to challenge two or three, down, two or three years down the line. But, like... Again, he's not cheap either. That, that this is the like, it, it's about being smart. Lavia is a potentially brilliant signing, but I'd rather. And uh, the people are gonna go mad over a fella they've watched a handful of times. But I'd rather develop Bajatic than spend forty million on him. To be yeah. deadly honest with you, yeah. Because if if I'm if I'm bringing a fella in for 40, 50 million, I want them playing every week. Now, he's played every week for Southampton and he, they've gone down and it's not his fault. He's been a standout. That's fair. Like I said, it's not It's not something like... It's not a stick to be eaten with because he got relegated because we've seen But I, I wouldn't be trusting that lad 38 games a season to be fucking carrying you to a title challenge. And when you have players like Bajatic there who's, who's going to need minutes as well. So oh, I really, really like the look of your man Lavia. I think we should spend on that extra bit more on getting someone like you, Garde, who's a specialist sixth, who who will come in and, and and up the ante. And even then, it's questionable whether you, Garde, is even good enough to do that. You know, but I, I just... I, we need to be careful that we don't sign a lot of fucking young lads here who are going to have to come in and need time and, and not going to be at their best for two or three years. We need th- players to come in and help push us on you, almost immediately. I think two of them definitely have to. Two of them definitely have to. That's why you want someone. Well, well the thing is, like, watching watching the, at the weekend, oh, my thought behind it was, like, I just couldn't go over how bad Henderson was, right? 
But when I watched over the weekend and I was thinking to myself, you need three midfielders, I just looked at that midfield and I thought to myself, you need to bring two in that are going to replace Fabinho and Henderson. You're just going to have, they're going to have to come in. If you bring in three, two of them need to be looking to get into your starting 11. Right, absolutely. And now I'm not saying if you brought in a Ugarte and a, and a McAllister, right, that they could replace Fabinho. And I'm not saying replace completely like you don't see these players again. I'm saying they're going to absolutely put the, put the boot down to get in to this first 11. But if you had Ugarte and say McAllister, they could replace Fabinho and Henderson in the starting 11. But then you have a, a Bojcetic that's there beside Ugarte going, well, I want that spot. Do you know what I mean? And you might have, you have a, you maybe have an Elliot that's saying, "Oh, I want that. I want the spot." Do you know what I mean? You just out of the three that come in, two of them have to be banging on the door, you know, or or even definitely on the team sheet. They just they just have to be, in my opinion, um, or else we're just we're going around in circles. Um, we've gone through quite a few names there, and most of them that have been mentioned. Apology of any asked about Gravenberch. That's gone very very quiet. Um, a few people have mentioned your man Toram. Haven't really heard anything on that. But we're going to try to do this once or twice a week, moving on as the season goes and the season passes, um, where we will update. And a lot of our shows through the summer will be up daily updates on what's going on at Liverpool and transfer stuff. And we'll do we'll do our quizzes and we'll do our drafts and we'll do a bit of crack and random stuff. We'll keep going through the summer and we'll update you as much as we can. Our whole thing this summer will be to take all the news we can find every day on Liverpool, no matter how tenuous or strong it is, and bring it to you and throw it out there and see what we all think. Have a big chat around it. Um, bef- link is in the description for our charity. Now I'm gonna say it out straight. Does anybody out there with a grant that doesn't need it? Give me a shout with you, right? Um, I'm just gonna say it like that now because there's no point in me going. I've only a few left. If anyone's out there with a grant that doesn't need it, give me a shout. LSEDayTrips at gmail.com. If you have a few quid less than that, um, the link is in the description to donate. If you can't donate. Share it amongst your family, your friends, your colleagues. Um, there's loads of events kicking off from this weekend right through now till October where the, the 12 women running the Dublin Marathon are walking their socks off to try to raise this money. So um, it really kicks off in earnest this weekend. So if you can, help us out. Um, before we go, Keith, did you have a nice weekend? Had a great weekend. Because everyone's man. asking, how was your weekend, lads? Yeah, great weekend. People who don't know, we were all away on the Jolly Boys out and it was fantastic. Great fun was had by all. Still recovering from it, mind you. Yeah. But yeah great weekend. <clears throat> yeah. We got really, to see really a good. lovely little uh, a day in the sun watching the match, right? The result wasn't what we wanted, but, you know, the atmosphere, everything about that was great. We had a lovely day with the Firmino clan the next day. Um, yeah. Loads of Guinness, loads of lager, loads of everything. What a weekend. Yeah, it was a great weekend. We are still recovering. Shiny, did you have a nice weekend? Because I was sore from laughing. I'm being honest with you. Oh, I was brilliant. It's a great weekend. It doesn't matter where you go. Once you're with the right company, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's the the weather was whopper, wasn't it? Was it? Brilliant. it was brilliant. It all walked out. It all walked yeah. out in the end. That's all but, I'll say. It, but, it was fucking, it was quality. Then it's sort of people asking, oh, do you get paid enough for doing podcasts? Oh, do you do and you do it for your good? You, you do it for moments like that. Spend time with people that like you build up relationships with over time. Exactly. Um, yeah. you meet, I got to meet Kev in person uh, for the first time. And I, we met Chris Brack, you know, and 
you was met me brother you was you know so it, it like that's what it's all about like you go away and you have a bit of crack and it's fucking it's it's unbelievable so yeah now i'm like fucking makes it uh, makes it all worth it in the end the football in the end and and that's normally the thing with them trips when you go away for football the football always ends up being secondary yeah because the crack will become before everything else yeah. and and like the weekend was no different i, I actually can't fucking wait to do it again and now yeah. we're already yeah we're looking up flights already the, the wheels in motion but, <laughs> yeah but look now honestly um it was a brilliant weekend and fucking can't thank you enough i'm sure keith and kev and him and all echoed the sentiments 100%. that was fucking uh, it was absolutely brilliant and fair play to where uh, Courtney as well who gave us the touch on bobby which was a special moment like yeah yeah it's something you that like you kind of take for granted i know you wanted to just fucking sip on your bleeding dark fruits in the pub <laughs> yeah, but you are you are you are playing pause deep in conversation with cardi goals but like it was a gen it was a genuine lovely moment like you know it, it was like it was like one of them things that you look back when you're a little bit older and fucking bobby's playing legends matches when he's 20 stone yeah like that's the you'd be looking back and going do you remember that day we were down at the few down at the mural and bobby was there with his family and you all got the opportunity to have a photo with him and stuff like that like it's fucking you couldn't write it really and to be honest with you kev's first time in anfield and just to see the look at his face the whole weekend was fucking was lovely so i'd say his face most of the weekend train. was looking at us going what, what am i doing with these fucking yeah. just... and then his face on the plane i swear to oh, god can we tell the story oh. Tell the story. I thought he was gonna. So, I honestly thought Kev was gonna be playing parachute like for dance <laughs> in the middle of Houston. So, but, so uh, just to let people know, it and it was fucking. Just, if, just to let people know, weekend. it was a brilliant weekend. But just to let you know, so Kev's first time at Anfield. Right, Kev is fifty odd, I think. But first time at Anfield. Yeah, Kev. Right, what? Could be forty something. Forty something. Whatever he'll tell you in the chat, he's in the chat. So it was his first time at Anfield. We from way out, we told him he had tickets. Um, we sorted him out with tickets. He came over. Um, he's never met any of us in person. We all we chat most nights, but he's never met us in person. He came up from Cork on the Friday morning, I think. Um, Friday evening, he stayed over in a hotel near the airport. I collected him the next morning into the airport, and, and the fun began. Um, we went over to Liverpool. Uh, Emma was sit- seated beside Kev, and he was like, "Jesus, Kev was just now." I wanted to do the thing right where you know when kids first time <laughs> go into Anfield for the first time, and the dad walks up the top of the steps and goes, "I oh, here he is now, first time in Anfield," and you see a five-year-old coming up. I wanted them to do that with Kev, right? But it didn't happen in the end. We had a brilliant weekend. Kev was due on a, tra- a train from Dublin to Cork at nine o'clock in the evening. Our flight was at seven hour Liverpool, which was sound. We got on the plane and the first thing the captain said was, Dublin Airport is closed and there's an issue here. And we were, and Kev was like, what? So there was a bit of panic on the plane. In fairness, Emma got hold of the, the um, air stewardess and said, can you move him to the front? When the door opens, he needs to be off this plane. Um, like Kev was just volleying people out of the way as soon as the plane had stopped. Um, he managed to get to Houston Station at 8.58 p.m. and then realised his ticket for return was from the wrong date and he was like i don't believe this and the guy on the gate recognized him and recognized kev 
as being on this podcast and, and just scribbled it and wrote on a different date and signed it and says keep keep enjoying the podcast and sent them on his way. So um, Kev made it home to Cork on Saturday night because like we went off on him a bed. He was sleeping on a bench oh, if he didn't make it. Like yeah, he, he was well, getting bumped up with Emmett Stag in the Phoenix Park. If yeah, he didn't make that train. It was on him. <laughs> um, but um, no, it was an absolutely brilliant weekend. We laughed from start to finish. Some of the shouts, the people we met, just randomers we met. We met people that come up and thanked us for doing the podcast, had a drink with us. There's a couple of lads outside the Glenbrook we met. There was a girl I met in in, in um, Taggies, and I can't for the life of me remember her name. Um, there was just loads of people come up to us, buying us drinks and, and having the crack with us. We had sing songs. We spent the day in the sun. We played on golf simulators, didn't we? We, we, we met Speedo Mick. Um, our speedo to his friends. Our speedo to his mates. How are you, speedo? Um, but it was just a brilliant weekend to start uh, or to finish off a season where everyone on the podcast has worked so hard. And you know what? We'll do it again next season, um, the end of next season, and we'll bring more words. I'd love to get Matt from, from Canada, to be fair. But um, no, it was a top, top weekend made up, um, made possible by the people I'll, that went, I'll the people we them. met. Go on. Alan Lawson, man, the match for me. Yeah. Alan Lawson is off his bleeding. He's off his bracket, the fella is. He's absolutely off his bracket. Um, But not a bad bone in his body. That's the thing I love about him. (laughs) Um, Superb, superb pill player. Keith telling Speedo, Mickey didn't recognise him with his clothes on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great weekend. How are you, Mick? Yeah. I didn't, didn't recognise you there with your clothes on in the middle of a packed pub. The poor fellow was sitting with all his mates and all, and his brother. But um, no, honestly, it was it was sensational. And, and Kev on the plane was great. Kev on the there, plane. We were there like, oh, Kev, I think he'll make it. I think he'll make it. The worry on his face, the panic. As soon as he looked away, it was like, yeah, <laughs> he isn't making it. Um. G10 says, I know you do it for charities, but next time you should set up something for us to give the, the price of a point. No, no, G10. Um, any money we ask from you people should go to charity, not us. And uh, you wouldn't have enough money to fund the fucking price of a point um, the way we got it. Um, but, like, genuinely, um, the lads worked so hard this year on the podcast. Um, and it doesn't get better, any better than that. Honestly, we do great podcasts. We have great laughs. But going away for three days or whatever it was and not a word out of place between anybody you know where we go here yeah come on we go here nobody had a nobody nobody gave a bollocks like do you know what i mean we're home we're recovering um and uh you know what we, we are going to do it again next season it'll probably be a bigger group next season but um yeah it was a great great way to end end the season but we'll keep going throughout the summer um keith anything else before we go have you remembered anything you want to say before you go what a way to finish the season, Gav. You know, what yeah. a weekend, what a group of lads, what an occasion. Can't ask for more than that. Yeah. Topped all off. It was. Um Shani, anything else before you go? Yeah. Shut and move the pop. Shut and move the pop. Yeah. Um I still think my favourite thing of the weekend was was when Alan Lawson described a heart attack as a sevener. I just couldn't. I just don't even know where that came from. But um, it'll always be a sevener from here on in. 
Um, that has been no transfer knowledge from the LFC Day Trippers. Thanks to Shani. Thanks to Keith. Thanks to everyone in the chat. Um, we don't have anything on tomorrow night. The lads will be back with the last Premier League forecast of the season on Friday. Um, we should have a um, full-time Reds on Sunday. We'll be back with a fat pack four on Sunday. That'll be the season ending fat pack four. But we will go throughout the summer. And as I said, we'll, whatever you want us to do, we'll have a go at it during the summer. Paul asked, are you bringing back the 30-minute lunchtime shows, Gav? Um, I don't know, but we might do. We might actually bring that show to later in the evening and do a lot of them throughout the summer. We, we're going to sit down and have a chat about it all once the season is done. Um, thanks a million. Talk to you in a bit. Over. Podcast Network.